amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And welcome to the Grace Under Pressure podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Willis. And today I am joined by my friend, Miss Lisa Shackelford. Lisa, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Lisa Shackelford, as you've already said. Um, so I've uh, purple belt um, under Eric Poso. I actually started about um, six and a half years ago. Um, doing jujitsu, and I actually own my own gym currently, and that's a whole crazy, crazy, weird way that that all came about. And I haven't competed in a while. I um, have done World Masters competitions, Pan Ams. My first competition was, I believe, AGF as a white belt. And I completely got destroyed, but it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> I decided to go back and do it some more. And I'm 50 years old. So I've actually uh, I'm much older uh, jujitsu um, purple belt. So that comes with its own little exciting things and mental uh, exciting things. So and I've been with Eric Caposo since Professor since uh, White Belt. So he actually tied my White Belt on, and I've been training with him ever since. And I still head over to Mandeville. I've haven't been making it every week lately, like my plan is, but mm-hmm. I still try to make it over there. Sure, sure. I I gotta tell you, you are the the first female I have uh, talked to who has her own school, and so that's just. Mm-hmm. So awesome. What, um, what, I guess, prompted you to open up your own uh, school? Well, the funny thing is, is for years, I have said, I don't want to own my own gym. I don't want to be a gym owner. I just want to teach jujitsu. I'm good with that. I don't want to own a gym. And it kind of just fell in my lap. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really planning on doing any of this. I wasn't even looking for it. So I was teaching at another, uh, I was running the kids, I was asked to run a kids program at another local gym and I was doing that. And he, um, 
I, I think that in the past, he had always shut down the kids program for the summers. And so he, he, she shut the kids program down for summer. And my parents were just sort of uh, freaking out a little bit. And, and the kids too, because they had some competitions coming up that they were training for. And my kids, they love jujitsu. So for them to go a whole summer with no mm. jujitsu really freaked out. So I started calling around uh, to different, um, just different places to see if I could just rent some space and called a bunch of gyms. And, uh, interestingly enough, Ironworks was and I, in my head before I called, I said, there's no way they're going to, they don't have space. They're, they're just not going to let me come in and rent any space from them. They don't have it. I looked at the pictures online and, mm-hmm. So when I called, uh, Doug Sellers is the owner of Ironworks Gym and just a phenomenal, great, great guy is all about helping kids Mm -hmm. in the community and very supportive of anybody trying to better themselves and and be healthy. So uh, I kind of explained to him the situation and and he said, you know what? He said, I'll be here until, you know, three thirty, four o'clock. He said, come on by, let's see what we can work out. And so he was amazing. He actually gave, gave some space to me in the gym that I could use and uh, I pulled puzzle mats out and laid them out for the kids classes every night and disinfected them and took it apart and put them back. And then we started getting some more kids and need a little bit more space. And then there was a section that opened up attached to his gym, mm-hmm. uh, with another business and I was able to uh, sign a lease for that. So all that, it just really fell in my lap. It was just not, there's nothing I was looking for, but I'm, I'm happy about it now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool that it all just kind of seemed to line up and it's kind mm-hmm. of perfect, you know, situation. Cause it's right next door or right connected, excuse me, uh, <laughs> to a gym where people are being active, looking to better themselves. It's kind of natural marketing. That's perfect. Uh, but I guess, so you kind of went through a little bit of that process. What were some of the, you know, taking it from renting some space to help teach kids to now it is a full-fledged business that serves more than just children. What was that process? What was that process like? You know, what were maybe some some fears that you may have had? I think um one of the biggest ones, and, and this is probably, you know, happens with everybody at belt levels too, is sort of the imposter syndrome feeling, mm. you know, thinking that. I'm just a purple belt and I have a gem on what, what am I doing? And am I going to, my biggest thing is I want to teach very good quality jujitsu. I don't want uh, to have students going out and having um, just not having good training. Um, So you, with everything in my life, I, I'm very, hold myself to very high standards, um, maybe too much of a perfectionist in some ways. And so that was one of the biggest struggles was really just, and I still struggle with it, you know, just the thinking of, I'm just a purple belt and mm-hmm. trying to run a gym and I'm, I'm teaching adults and I'm teaching kids. And so that's a huge struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, also just trying to balance everything with 
gym life, home life, my husband, family, all, all of those things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just say the, the imposter thing is the huge, the biggest, biggest challenge. So, and I've taught kids a lot and that's pretty, to me, it's easy to teach mm-hmm. kids. Uh, you know, if they misbehave, you just make them do push-ups. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but even adults, you know, they don't misbehave, but there's just a little bit more nervousness, mm-hmm. uh, teaching adults because you're like, oh my gosh, what if they ask me something and I don't know the answer to it, or I tell them the wrong thing, mm-hmm. uh, to do. So just some of that. And I think some of that goes back to the perfectionism mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, with teaching, you know, because again, that's my background professionally is, mm-hmm. is teaching. It's that I understand exactly what you're saying of what if they ask a question and I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so it's the the panic that ensues, at least in me, when it's like, uh, I don't know, you know, but I think sometimes it's giving yourself the grace to say, you know, that's a great question. I don't have an answer for it, but I'm going to get you one, yeah. you know. Right. I- and then, and I see, you know, also I have, you know, Eric, he's, he's so good at seeing individuals and people mm-hmm. and how they, they train and they roll and, you know, body mechanics and movements. And he's just so good at um, giving, seeing what their abilities are and get helping sort of guide them towards their own unique style of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm, I see that. And then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to be able to help these people, mm-hmm. you know, figure out or, or give them specific movements that is going to be catered towards them that they're really naturally going to be able to do. So, mm. yeah. So I have an amazing example, Yeah, but then it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. So I just have to keep reminding myself he's on a whole whole nother level. And one day I will, one day, one day I'll, I'll get close to that. But yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, about to say, cause doing jujitsu to get to a purple belt, to let alone, you know, get to a black belt, you know, if you keep on the journey, I mean, that's right. skill and that's dedication in and of itself. But then add on top of that, a whole different skill set is teaching too. And so I think, especially, you know, I understand the imposter syndrome. I, I totally get that, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess the good thing is it's, you know, the time on the mat both improves your jujitsu and it also improves your teaching. So that's, you know, one word of encouragement I can kind of hopefully yeah. give, not that I teach, you know, jujitsu <laughs> like you, but. Right. Yeah. And it does, it, it definitely does because the more you do it, the more comfortable mm-hmm. um, you get. It's just, it's one of those things, just like, you know, when you train jujitsu, you, it's, you only get better at jujitsu by being on the mat. And so with teaching, it's another, you only get better through the experience of doing it. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. I, uh, it was kind of funny the other day, I actually was helping out with kids a little bit with kids class and mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're younger than I teach. Cause I teach 11th grade. Um, and so I don't think you could pay me to do elementary just cause I can't reason <laughs> with you enough. It's like, Oh no, no, no. <laughs> and so I, I applaud you for being able to do the a kids program. Uh, so that just takes a whole other kind of level of patience. If you ask me, so, <laughs> well, 
if honestly, I believe if I hadn't have started with Eric, cause I helped teach the, I, I helped him teach the kids class classes, um, when he was over here in Biloxi and he, I learned so much. Uh, I probably learned more just watching him teach mm. than I did jujitsu during that time. I mean, I learned a lot of jujitsu, but just seeing the way that he interacts with the kids and how he would handle them and different personalities and things like that. I just, I don't think that I would be able to handle the kids like I can, if it had not been for him. Mm. Um, I really, really learned a lot and just really just being, letting the children figure out themselves, um, just let them be their own unique people mm-hmm. and have their own unique style of jujitsu without trying to force them into anything, not forcing them to, you know, not look at them and saying, okay, they're really good and they're going to be a great competitor, but just focusing on just instilling a love for the sport in them and just making sure that they're, they're learning and they're having fun at the same time on the mat is the most important thing. Mm. Oh yeah. I think that, I mean, that's awesome. I think that's so wise to not want to pigeonhole them into maybe what your specialty is. Right. Um, right. And I would imagine that's that's a, a strong tendency of some professors out there and some teachers mm-hmm. out there, you know, oh, mm-hmm. make little clone copies. Right. It's and and that's where another challenge is, is because I, I really stink at takedowns and things like that. versus <laughs> me to, <laughs> to learn and practice all these things that I really stink at, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I got to teach them the correct way to do things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's those challenges too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I know that um, you said you don't compete as much, but do you still, as a, as a coach, do you still go to competitions, coach your students? What? Oh, what- for sure. Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, I had a couple competitors at AGF Galaxy uh, mm-hmm. this last go around. And interestingly enough, all three of the competitors were girls. Ah. yes which is i thought was very i thought that was really kind of cool um but i have more i have a couple of my teenagers that are actually going to be competing um so we'll have a few more going over to new orleans but i love just going and helping them compete and i i do want to get back into competing uh back in ib bjjf and doing a couple more competitions at least a few a year because i believe I need to lead by example. And so I can't recommend that my students compete if I'm unwilling to do so and put myself out there mm. myself. Um, so I, I need to get out there. And even if it's a, a few a year, I, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to be out there with them. Mm-hmm. So walk, walk me through when you are, I was, uh, let me phrase it. When you are, in coach mode in mm-hmm. a tournament, what is, what do you specifically look for? What is your kind of game plan as you're approaching that tournament? Are you watching for trends? Are you just focused on your students? I mean, what, what are you looking for? What's your mindset when you're in, you know, coach mode, so to speak at a tournament as opposed to. So, 
Right. So a couple things. So number one, uh, I just want to make sure that they, uh, and I tell all of them before the tournament even starts leading up to it, because, you know, all the nerves, all the nerves and the anxiety and the, the pressure that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. of, I have to win, I have to win, I have to win, I have to win. And so I remind them, obviously, nobody's going to a tournament to lose. Right. Uh, we all want to win. But I try to get them to focus on, okay, what is your game plan? What are, what are you planning to do when you get out there? Number one. Number two, no matter what happens, I want you to just do your best and have fun. Because that is more important than anything else. As long as you know that you've done your best and you're having fun, that's really what matters. And then I look for, I try to train them to use these competitions as an opportunity to fix some of their weaknesses Mm -hmm. uh, to sort of, because we're kind of a small gym right now, we're still building. So Mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity for them to recognize some holes in their game. So we can go back to the gym and start shoring those things up for them. So it gives them a direction in their journey. And I do, I watch the other competitors. Uh, I look for just different ways of doing techniques and different, you know, just different positions and techniques that other competitors are using Mm -hmm. uh, frequently. And then like, I guess, like you would say trends, you know, and thinking, okay, well, this is probably something that we're going to need to, just for my students, we're going to need to cover, we need to work on, we haven't really spent enough time on this position or that position. So Mm -hmm. we need to shore these, these things up. So uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at it and what I can take back to the gym, but also to to help them individually as, as competitors. So it's kind of a two pronged thing is what I'm looking for. Right, right. And I know trends, I think everybody is so interested in trends because it's not just, you know, you know, in the kids division or the women's, you know, every division has trends. And uh, I know nobody in our gym uh, went to ADCC, uh, but we looked at kind of the recap of what people are doing now and that, Mm -hmm. you know, and if they're doing it at that highest absolute level, eventually it's going to trickle down. and so it, it's, it's just fascinating because that's something that I know my coach, Eric, different Eric, um, yes. does for us um, competitors. There's not a lot of people who compete, but for those who right. do, it's it's important to know what are you likely going to encounter versus, mm-hmm. you know, not probably at all, you know. Right. Because when you go out there and you're competing, if you are, you've never been exposed to certain techniques and movements, then when you get caught in them, you have no clue how to get out of them. You know, right. For example, if you go to a competition, if you've never expider, um, you've never encountered spider or lasso guard or mm-hmm. daily heaver or whatever, and you've never been exposed to it, you don't know how to pass it. Then if somebody gets you in that, you just, you, you've got nothing, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you add that you know, another level on that, if you're wanting to do nogi for the first time, that's a whole <laughs> different ball game, right? Oh, goodness. Yes. I always say I, I my, nogi is not my thing. I don't like nogi, but I make myself do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say nogi is like eating your vegetables. You don't like it, but it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm a vegetarian because that's the one that I like. <laughs> so. 
You can't grab onto me. I can slip and slide, you know. I know. And here's me. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> what do I do with my hands, coach? What do I do? <laughs> oh, man. But I mean, yeah, I, I think that's something where, you know, either style that you like, you got to be able to do the other, at least in somewhat of a competent way. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So, and it's kind of like, and even then, you know, when, you know, so yes, you have those two big divisions in jujitsu, but then on top of that, you've got age divisions. And so something that might be legal for an adult may very well be illegal for the juvenile. Um, uh, definitely. Rule sets are extremely important to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now do your children I, I don't want to say children because you know they could be teenagers and I know they get insulted when I say children that's but, okay uh, I call them my children they know they're my children <laughs> so um do they mainly compete AGF do they do um I think Naga or grappling any or do they do IBJJFs or uh yeah mainly AGFs right now uh just because you know I've only had the gym open in our, in our location in there for this November will be one year. Oh, congratulations. So, yeah. So we're still relatively, you know, newish, but I know Trey Alador does mm -hmm. some great, the Southeast uh, submission classics uh, and he, he runs great competitions and he did one recently in Pascagoula and everybody just, I didn't have any competitors for that. Everybody just had so much going on that mm -hmm. weekend already. But uh, he also does them in Pensacola. And so we're going to get in, into that. And I believe uh, I have one or two competitors that are interested in mm. doing some IBJJF. So we're, that's going to be the next step. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that is great. And especially when you're just about to celebrate your one year anniversary, that's great that y'all are getting out and, and competing. That's wonderful. Yes, and, it's I have I have one of my uh, I call her my assistant coach, but Nina, she's mm -hmm. uh, in her early 20s and she's she loves it. She just it's just fun. Mm -hmm. uh, she enjoys doing it. She's and she's she's a she's a tough cookie for real. And uh, she works really hard. And I have, I have a couple teenage boys, too, mm -hmm. that are, uh, I, th I think once once they get their first and second competition behind them, they'll be definitely competing more. So I'm excited to see where they where they go. Well, that's that's got to be exciting. kind Because of, like you said, they're kind of like your children, you know, you feel like proud. Mm -hmm. mama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. And so uh, one thing I wanted to ask, you know, kind of circle back, speaking of being a proud mama, tell me, how is that balance for you with being a wife and a mother of two, you know, and also a coach? How does that, you know, play out day to day? Uh, uh, it's a crazy normal. <laughs> it's the new normal is insane. A lot of times um, there are some days I'm, I'm just, I'm just in survival mode. I'm just trying to like get all the things done that I need to during the day. And there's literally been weeks where I've uh, a lot, a lot of weeks. It's funny because I, I tell some of my students, I'm like, yeah, people think that gym ownership is just this huge, wonderful, glamorous thing. And you just get to do jujitsu whenever you want. And, you know, 
whatever. I'm like, uh, no, I probably spend more time cleaning mats and taking out trash and uh, doing uh, ads and posts and uh, than I do in ordering things than I do jujitsu. You know, I mean, it's it's a little bit crazy. Uh, also, I, I try to really um, carve out specific time and honor that time that with, so my husband gets time on the weekends because mm-hmm. uh, most most of the time I don't get to see him except maybe an hour or so at night before we go mm-hmm. to bed or two because mm-hmm. um, he works all day and then I'm most I'm doing all the evening classes yeah so a lot of times we, we don't hardly see each other during the week so that's a little crazy Mm-hmm. and uh it's yeah it's uh there's a lot of times there's just not enough hours in the day so right. I'm not perfectly balancing it I'm just mm-hmm. just trying to you know manage and what what's priority today and let's get this knocked out today so oh yeah and I think yeah they're not being enough hours in the day totally can relate but then the idea of being perfectly balanced you know that's a, mm-hmm. an elusive concept it's you know, oh, for sure. Yeah. Life is life is too crazy because you know it may be perfect, and then all of a sudden you get a phone yeah. call. Hey, a pipe's burst. You know, well, mm-hmm. okay, there goes my plan. Right, um, right. Or it's it. I was, I was remember even when um I guess one of my favorite things that professor always tells us with techniques is it's, it it doesn't always have to be pretty. It just has to work. And so <laughs> with I, I relate that to life as well you know with all of this balancing act look it doesn't have to be pretty it just has to work (laughs) i hey you know that's great advice yes (laughs) he has the best uh eric we call them his his ericisms he has the best ones hey i mean that's a really good one i think you could make that into like a t-shirt sell just a whole bunch of them you know for real yes yes (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Oh, but, and speaking of selling things, I know you're not only, uh, you know, a jujitsu gym owner, uh, but you're also a a soap maker. So tell me about that. How'd you get into that? So I actually ended up starting that during uh, COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, For some weird, crazy reason for years and years and years, I just always thought it would be Cool to be able to make my own soap. I don't know why. I didn't even know where the idea popped up. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to make soap. I want to make my own soap. I and I always it. chickened out. I always chickened out. So the first time I did all kinds of research and studying and soap molds and all kinds of stuff. And I went to get the, I was going to buy the stuff. And then I just chickened. I was like, no, because if I mess it up, I wasted all these oils and materials. And I'm just, no. So there's two times before I was going to do it. And honestly, I really think that jujitsu gave me some of that confidence to just mm. say, you know what? Oh, well, let's just try it and see, you know, mm-hmm. like what's the worst case scenario? I, I, we have some extra soap laying around for my family. And originally that's the, that's, that's where I was going for just mm-hmm. to make soap for us. So to save us money. And so I started doing it and then I I ended up having all this extra soap. And so I thought, let me just give some of this soap to people. And, you know, because we can only use so much soap. So I started giving out pieces of like, you know, soap bars, you know, to people Um, like, hey, what do you think of this? Do you like this? And 
then eventually people are like, you need to sell this. You need to sell it. So then I thought, oh, okay. And, and again, well, what's the worst that can happen? Let's just mm-hmm. try it and see what happens. So I did. And I've actually uh, got a couple wholesale accounts, uh, regular. So Gaidama mm-hmm. uh, that does the amazing women's jujitsu oh, gear. Oh gosh, yes. Love, 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 love their stats. Yes. Uh, in, like I believe you cannot have enough stats from them. Literally Agreed. you cannot. Agreed. Oh, they're gorgeous and amazing. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. And I wear them all the time. I even wear them to buy groceries. I don't care if it's jujitsu or not. Oh, they, I, I mean, it makes you look good. You know, you feel, <laughs> and you're right. ready. If the situation arises, you are ready to roll. <laughs> Self-defense. I got my stats on. Come at me. I'm ready for you, right? That's the real reason we do yes. <laughs> Don't mess with me, dude. Um, just buying my groceries and minding my business. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I actually, they're one of my wholesale accounts. So I have like a very special, unique recipe that I've made just for them and color and everything. So that soap that they sell is unique to them and you cannot get it anywhere else. And mm-hmm. I've also uh, do their, 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 salt soaks their bath soaks that they have as well so that's all unique to them so I don't even make bath soaks I don't even have them Mm -hmm. in my store but uh and I haven't really put this out publicly at all I've talked to my husband just this last week about it so I'm actually going to be dialing back the soap Mm -hmm. thing just a little bit because I really need to get the um the gym thriving and healthy and uh mm-hmm. in in a really good good place to where uh I I'm actually making enough to where I can actually hire somebody else to come in and that'll help me a lot teaching oh, yeah. those yeah. classes as well. So that that's really what I'm working towards getting that so that way I can sort of offload some mm-hmm. of those classes uh to um some black belts is really what my goal is so oh absolutely because it definitely it takes a village when it comes to operating a school if one teacher could do it you know Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have as many teachers and departments you know right and I have uh, an amazing um I've trained with him for years Mark Kyrgyzstan uh, he's a brown belt, uh, under Eric and, and he trains, uh, quite a bit at Belcher's, but he's mm-hmm. so awesome. He's off on Tuesday. So he comes over and teaches our Tuesday night Nogi class, which is amazing for me. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I suck at Nogi, but <laughs> so I love that he's just graciously coming and doing it. And he's a phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, instructor and, and they love him that everybody loves him at the gym. So um, that's, that's one of our actually bigger classes is when Mark comes, everybody's like, Nope, I got to make sure I'm there. Cause Mark's going to be here on Tuesday night. So hey. yeah, that's great that they're supporting, you know, and wanting to make that person who's, I don't want to say a guest teacher, but coming mm-hmm. out of their way to help. You know, mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So that would be a, a kind of a follow-up question is our, uh, let me, English is hard. How um, receptive have you found people to be for a female, you know, led instructing classes and, and gym? You know, it, have there, has there been pushback? 
you know, had there been, you know, people reluctant to join because, oh, well, it's this, you know, woman teaching out a guy. I thought it was a guy sport. You know, mm-hmm. has there been mostly, you know, positive, negative? What's been your feedback from people? Well, I think it just depends on the personality of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really um, had a lot of negativity of, well, it's a, a female um coach or so I don't want to have anything to do with that gym and mm-hmm. the and the gym that I'm where I'm in Ironworks um gym mm-hmm. the uh owner Doug uh owner of Ironworks like we do a lot of cross marketing and stuff mm-hmm. and he's incredible he's from the very beginning he's just gone out of his way uh to be so helpful and incredibly supportive and everybody at the gym there it's it's just such a great positive gym vibe there so They've all been incredibly supportive and helpful. Um, and, I, and I have I have had a little like, you know, individuals that are like, well, you know, you're not a guy and I don't think I can learn mm-hmm. much from you. And, you know, so there are individuals, of course, that are out there. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you know, that's probably why we have a lot of different jujitsu schools. Um, Different people are looking for different things. And so, and that's fine, you know, Um, certain school, like, you know, I I wouldn't want to go to an MMA school because I don't want to do MMA or wrestling school because I don't want to do wrestling. Right. Right. So it's, it's kind of the same thing with jujitsu. There's different vibes and there's different mm-hmm. um, things. And so you, I feel like each individual, the important thing is people do jujitsu and they have a positive training atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's people need to go where it's going to fit for them. Um, so if I'm not a fit for somebody, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it will be for somebody else. So, but I think probably the biggest, uh, struggle with that is then getting, uh, more, I have a lot of teenage boys, but getting men into Mm -hmm. the gym, uh, because they, they want to have other guys to sort of help push them. Uh, and of course, you know, so, um, you know, like 145 pounds. And then if I got some 200 pound dude, you know, there's just so much, you know, it's, it's, yeah, there's only so much I can do. So I I think they need that. Uh, Mm -hmm. They they definitely need that camaraderie of other men. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's the struggle. That's definitely one struggle that I run into, but for the women, um, the big thing for the women is even I just recently started some women only classes Mm -hmm. and even the women that come in are, they're so nervous, even in the women only classes, because they just don't know what to expect. But I think they feel more comfortable coming in Mm -hmm. uh, with having me as an instructor and being only women in the room, but they definitely, um, I think there's most women when they think of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they think UFC. Oh, and, sure, sure. You know, it freaks them out. And so I think there's a lot of educating that 
needs to be done in that arena of that jujitsu is not UFC, you know, Mm -hmm. that women can come in and enjoy the sport, whether they want to compete, whether they just want to just do it for their health or fun or mental aspects or whatever their goals are. Oh yeah. And I think, because we just don't have a whole lot of, in general, uh, females and let alone female instructors. And I think that's mm-hmm. having a female leading a class, a female only class, that's about as. A journal is a journey, a place to gather thoughts and become the best version of you. Papier creates thoughtfully crafted notebooks, journals, and more. Their curated journals cover themes like wellness, goals, and gratitude. Best of all, you can personalize each product for free. Put pen to paper and start your journey today with Papier. Visit papier.com for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off at papier.com. Zaza Music Festival, the most anticipated summer event, is coming to Baderfield in Atlantic City on July 15th and 16th. Lado, Da Baby, Remy Ma, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Coyle Ray, Coco Jones, and more. Plus, the world premiere of the new Burner Boy Breakfast Metaverse series with more artists to be announced. Tickets are on sale now at ZazaFestivals.com. Get your tickets before they're gone. Visit ZazaFestivals.com for more info about the VIP experience and the full lineup. Zaza Festivals. Unintimidating for a new female as you can get. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's certainly a welcoming environment, um, I would think. But to your your point with the guys, yeah, it's, you know, we, even though it is a female specific podcast that, you know, that we're on, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to recognize guys need guys too. They need to be able to be pushed. Sure. Yes. And I love training with my, um, my, with the guys because if I'm out in the street, I need to know the strength that I would be up against. If I'm out in the street and somebody attacks me, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I need to know, I need to know that. And so, and not only that, but just, they, they have different games. They have different mm-hmm. styles. They, they make me better. And so I absolutely love all my male training partners. They're amazing. I need them. I need mm-hmm. them. So. Oh yeah, about to say you can't have a you know a complete gym if it's just one side of the coin. You know you've got to sure. have yes, got to have a lot of different looks, and so that's mm-hmm. why you know if everybody was rolling just like you, you know you wouldn't mm-hmm. know the the game the holes in your game because everyone's a carbon copy, and so right. that's yeah. you need to have you know a a stained glass approach. You need the yellow, you need the blue pieces, you know, to make a beautiful picture, whatever it may be, you know. For sure. What have, uh, what are some of the, you know, as a, as a coach and somebody who's, you know, obviously an advanced belt, uh, what is, I would say the biggest challenges you've seen for women, you know, getting into and advancing in jujitsu. Cause you know, as I've pointed out earlier, you know, it's rare to see, you know, a female instructor or, you know, an advanced female, you know, yes, because of the numbers, there's just fewer of us, but mm-hmm. what have you seen as far as keeping women from advancing or even starting? What are, what are you seeing? I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is just getting women started. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of women, once they're in it, then, and they start, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Um, I've had a lot of women, they're so nervous uh, when they step on the mat. 
and, and I have a, I've heard from several females that if it wasn't for somebody pushing them or uh, just kind of dragging them in or that, well, I, I just did this because, you know, my, my son's doing it and I went in with him. Uh, or my coworker was like, you have to do this, you know, uh, <laughs> they said, I wouldn't be here. And then, I, you know, they've said, oh, but they said that a female was teaching. So I was like, okay, I'll just try it, you know. Um, so I think for women, it's just, it's just getting them on the mat. That's, uh, mm-hmm. again, it's, I, even in the, the women's only class that I have these women came in and they're just, they're absolutely, you can just see it on their face, their body language. They're absolutely terrified mm-hmm. of like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen to me? Uh, what am I going to do? And are, are, are they going to just, you know, be Hulk smash me all over the mat or <laughs> like what, you know? So I think it's just really educating women and getting women to over that hurdle of just getting to a class and stepping on the mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, and, and I, I think it's preconceived notions about what jujitsu is. And I think we just have to work on dispelling some of those myths for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I've heard a lot from women. Well, you know, okay. I don't need really that for self-defense because, you know, I can still carry mm-hmm. or I've got all, I've got pepper spray or I've, right. you know, all these things. And, and, you know, everybody thinks that they can do, they're going to do better in a fight than they actually will. Right. And I think same for women, they've, they've watched some YouTube crazy videos and think, mm-hmm. well, I'll just kick him between the legs. And I'm like, look, look, it's, it's not like that in a real scenario, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I, I think it's really helping women understand that one, uh, you need consistent training to be able to respond appropriately right. in a self-defense situation. And to just, having concealed carry or, you know, having a gun in your house or whatever, those kind of things are not always going, you can't depend on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you need to have a lot more tools in your tool belt besides just one. Right. Right. Because it's one of the things that I, you know, I try to stress to my, you know, 11th graders, 12th graders, you know, when they get off into college, you know, you know, I'm just going to call it like it is sexual assault. You know, you may Absolutely. be carrying, yes. you, you know, you may be caring, but if you're in the backseat of a car, what if they right. pin, what if they yep. pin that and they, or they mm-hmm. turn and use it on you, you know, so you've got right. to be able to uh, know realistically what's going to happen, especially as a female, because, you know, they may take away those opportunities and you not even realize it before it's too late, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you could do all the right things as a woman and be safe and, you know, not, you could do all the right things to be, to be safe and make, you know, all the good decisions for your safety and well being. but there's evil people out there. And mm-hmm. no matter how safe you are that, you know, I always say, don't ever leave your safety and your security up to chance that somebody is going to do the right thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we, we want to think that, oh, you know, 
most assaults on women. Oh, it's just some random guy jumping out of the bushes. No, no. You know, that's very rare, actually. It's people, it's you know, exactly. Yes. And so your guard's going to be down. And so you're probably right. not going to, if it's Joe, a guy that you've known for years, and mm-hmm. he, you know, you're probably not going to be, you know, you know, locked and loaded and ready to go. You're going to be down. You're not going to be wanting to grab, uh, right the gun, you know, or, or something like that, or the pepper spray, whatever it may be. That or you're it in. might even be in a whole nother room that you're yes. in if you're a home or a house or in a building or, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's why I try to stress to my kids, at least know what to do and right. to get them off of you at the, at the very mm-hmm. least, you know, to get yourself to that gun, to get yourself to that pepper spray. Right. And a lot of, uh, the scary thing is, is a lot of stuff that is shown on, you know, that, that, that women see with uh, little YouTube videos here and there, or mm-hmm. defense things here and there, is, is how to beat a guy up. And you, look, you and I know doing jujitsu and training events, men, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, no, like that's <laughs> just not going to happen. Okay. <sighs> Let's be realistic here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are not going to, or even, you know, you see the Krav Maga videos. I mean, right. it's yeah. not going to happen. So I always tell all my ladies, I'm like, look, your number one goal is to create space. Just get the heck out of there. Like mm-hmm. all you're doing is surviving this incident and, 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 and you know, distract them, do whatever mm-hmm. to get the heck out of there. Like you are not going to stay in that position. Oh, let me choke this guy out. Let me, no, no. get away from there. Buy Mm -hmm. yourself time and get away. So that's, that's what it's about and get to some help and get to some safe place. Absolutely. You know, and then it's one of those things where everybody likes to talk about, um, you know, stand your ground when it comes to guns, but, you know, for your own personal protection, yeah, ladies, you know, be willing to fight for your very life. And that includes run the heck away. Yes. Uh, And so, and if that's not an option, you know, of course, have those tools to be able to protect yourself or God forbids, you know, if it's you and your child Mm -hmm. or for me, it's me and my sister with special needs, I will fight to the death (laughs) if need be. Um, oh, for sure. Yes. And we have, you have to have that mindset. I uh, have also, uh, am, um, through the state, I uh, was able to be certified as a, a defensive tactics instructor for the, the pol- police academy in Harrison County. Mm-hmm. And so I teach the defense, help teach the defensive tactics uh, to the, the police cadets during that week of their training. Mm-hmm. And we, it's, it's that same kind of thing. Uh, and one of the, the gentlemen, um, uh, that, that comes in and helps teach them, he said, you know, when you're in those situations and you're fighting for your life, uh, you know, you need to be willing to do any, any kind of an orthodox thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And usually what it boils down to is how far are you willing to go to save your own life? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you and and it is hilarious. He said, "I'll even lick somebody's ear if it's going to distract them enough to kill." <laughs> he was like, "I will, I will, I'll, I'll pull a Mike Tyson on him. I don't care. Like I'm like, look, I'm just, I'm fighting for my life here. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do." Yeah. And so I was, I was laughing. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, because in jiu-jitsu we teach like, look, you can't, 
you know, people can't defend two things at the same time. They can't focus on two different things at a time. So if you distract them with one thing, then you can do something else and, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you really got to be willing to do whatever. And and Mm -hmm. jujitsu is a huge, huge necessary tool, I believe that women need for that. Oh yeah. Agreed. And I think, you know, we're talking about all these serious life and death. I mean, Frank, yeah, really and truly life and death situations. And Mm -hmm. that may scare some women uh, from like, Oh, it's going to be too tough. It's going to be too rough and tumble. But in reality, no, it's, it can be as rough as you want it to be. You know, absolutely. I've Mm -hmm. trained with people who go full force shot out of a cannon, but then I've trained with some people that it is, it, it, you know, it's not therapy, but it's very therapeutic in that, you know, they are, it's almost like they're doing Tai Chi, but it's Tai right. Chi. You have to like really think through the techniques mm-hmm. and the movements. Absolutely. I love uh, flow rolling. Um, in fact, I do incorporate and force everybody, especially when they're in, have injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best way that I heard uh flow roll being described because it really forces you to stop and think the best way that I heard is that it's a conversation Mm -hmm. Uh, so when you're doing jujitsu with people and you're doing a flow roll if one person is just yelling at another person and never allowing the other person to respond then you know there's Mm -hmm. there's no back and forth conversation whereas a flow roll should be a conversation of a back and forth uh, with technique with each other. And so that's, um, so it's, it, you don't overpower the other person and mm-hmm. just, I'm going to sm- Hulk smash you. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, uh, okay. I did it, like playing chess, chess, right. Mm-hmm. I did this move and this move. Okay. Now what move are you going to do? Okay. So yeah. you did that. Matt. Now I'm going to do this and this. So hmm. that's a really nice way to, to frame it. I've never heard it framed that way, but that makes a lot of sense. I'm a visual person, so I need lots of little pictures to help. Me hey, hey, so. man! I mean, it takes a lot yeah. of different approaches, man. I've because uh, I'm trying to teach some of my my friends that I roll with here. You know that we're not uh, as young as y'all, but uh, we have a lot of young, energetic kids, and we have to be like, right. "That's not a flow roll. Calm down." <laughs> yes, 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 and even me, I'm guilty of like, okay, we're gonna flow roll, and literally like three seconds in the roll. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Okay. We're, we're flow rolling. Okay. I'm sorry. We're flow rolling. Okay. Let's go. Like I even have to remind myself, oh, wait, we're flow rolling. Just stop. <laughs> pack up. It turns into an argument real quick. We get triggered, I guess. Be, uh... <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're going to give me this sweep. Oh, I'm going to make you do this. <laughs> Give me the arm. Let me arm bar you. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh goodness. Oh man. So um I guess with um with all that we've been saying, what are some of the the biggest advantages or benefits of just jujitsu in general? I mean, obviously we talked about for self-defense. But what are some of the biggest benefits that you've noticed throughout your coaching time and your just jujitsu journey? Yeah, I feel like the absolute biggest, biggest benefit that every single person um, can gain from jujitsu are the mental benefits. 
Um, I honestly did not realize when I started jujitsu because I came into it purely from a self-defense standpoint. And it was funny because when I started, I said, I'm never going to compete. I'm not doing any competitions. And then I did one. I was like, okay, I got murdered. That was fun. Let me do it again. <laughs> but the mentally, I was not prepared for the mental side of how literally therapeutic jujitsu is. I've I have uh, suffered with depression for most of my life. I have uh, severe anxiety and even my children, probably uh, maybe like two years or so into jujitsu said, oh my gosh, mom, you are so much nicer since you started doing jujitsu. <laughs> I'm like, really? And they said, yeah, if we would have this before, you would have fussed it so bad. And now you're just like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, and I've, I've really seen even, I have a lot of kids that, uh, I have kids that from range from ADHD to severe anxiety to autism. Uh, and it's, it's really amazing uh, to see the the mental benefits i'm i'm the feedback that i get from their parents mm -hmm. uh just in even with the the anxiety and things literally in just as short a time as a few weeks mm. like they're already telling me oh my goodness we are already seeing huge benefits just in in a few weeks mm -hmm. at home and at school and so to me, the mental benefits and it, and it's nothing that you can, I can tell people about it and I can say, this is going to help your depression. Right. Uh, the, even the VA is recommending they've um, there's a great organization called we defy foundation. And mm -hmm. I, I used to be a, the a regional ambassador for them until my plate just got too, too full with right. things and I had to scale back. But a phenomenal foundation and the VA gave them a uh, grant money mm. because they believe so strongly in the mental and health benefits of veterans training jujitsu to help with their PTSD, mm -hmm. uh, with staying off the, the, the drugs and addictions and, uh, depression and anxiety and all those things that come with the, the PTSD issue because it mentally helps them so much mm -hmm. because it's, and I've actually re been reading a book called transforming trauma through jujitsu. I've been as well. It's a very good book. Oh yes. It's amazing. And I've, it's just incredible. The scientific studies that it's not just us people having these experiencing, Oh yes. Jujitsu is definitely mentally helping me this and that, but there's actual science that is backing up the reality that jujitsu. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Literally transforming those the trauma that people experience through doing jujitsu. And 
So for personally, the biggest, biggest advantage of why anybody should do jujitsu is for the mental benefits. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the world that we live in is just so messy. And I believe probably there's, there's probably not a single person that you would talk to today that has not been through some form of trauma. Oh yeah. You know, and traumatic mm-hmm. experience or, you know, I mean, even, you know, I, I know people probably think, well, I haven't ever had a life or death situation. So I haven't experienced trauma, but mm-hmm. you know, if you've experienced a loss of a loved one, yeah. uh, if you've experienced divorce, if you've experienced, uh, you know, broken relationships, uh, 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 traumatic childhood. I mean, all of those sexual abuse, uh, mm-hmm. all of those things are trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and everybody's trauma looks differently. Right. But I believe anybody that's suffered or experienced trauma definitely needs to, um, get themselves on the mat. And that's why I call it mat therapy. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely what I call it. And this is not therapy that you're going to get just from going and talking to a counselor Mm -hmm. because it's engaging your brain and your body. Mm -hmm. And when you're there on the mat, you don't have anxiety about the rest of your day or your family or your work or your job, or you can't be depressed about what's gone on before, because if you're not living in that moment, Mm -hmm. right then and there, you're going to get choked out right. <laughs> or right. somebody's going to arm bar you. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the moment. And mm-hmm. so for that brief amount of time, you are purely in the moment of what you're doing in your brain and everything else has been shut out mm-hmm. for that space of time. And so, and I've even noticed I've gotten better through the years. I mean, it's only taken me about six and a half years to, <laughs> Uh, start to, even when I'm in other places, start to practice of, okay, you're right here. Just be in the moment. Stop thinking about all these other things. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're doing this right now. So just focus on this and be in this moment right here. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, I think it's just such a powerful tool mentally. And so hands down for kids with autism, I have a little autistic little boys so so sweet and precious and it's amazing how smart he is I mean he just he he can like he's got the whole class like just down and memorized and oh, he will wow. just go and I'm just whoa you know I mean mm-hmm. he's just incredible to see just how far he's come That's from great. his first class of just being completely unengaged in class mm. so so anyway, yeah, that's my big thing. I will totally get on a whole soapbox about the mental benefits. Of <laughs> and well, and you've got the boxes of soap to do it for sure. Oh, so, that's true. That uh, is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, I like what you did there. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm here all week. Um, no, <laughs> but I mean, I can definitely um, attest to that. You know, just that that being present. That's so huge because, and I think that helps, especially with teenagers and you know growing it you know young adults oh for sure that you think about everything they've got to go through yes school family Mm -hmm. you know but it's also for some of them it's it's a really trying time you know you get into those middle school ages that's when they start really developing their sense of self-worth their value and you know they may be getting bullied you know 
you know, when I was growing up, you know, there wasn't cyberbullying. You know, the internet was just becoming, a, you know, available on phones. You know, you hit that little yeah. internet button, you were afraid because that, you know, mom was going to kill you because it costs like an arm and a leg to hit that right. <laughs> internet button. But now, you know, you can't escape it. So they may be going through bullying and wondering, do mm -hmm. I have value? And sure. they can shut all that out when they're on the mats and they can get yeah. that immediate, you know, endorphin kick from doing something mm -hmm. hard, you know, going yeah. through that physical struggle uh, and, and overcoming it, you know, mm -hmm. and just getting, un you know, comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is just such a, a huge benefit, yeah. I would think, for, you know, growing minds. And then even for mm -hmm. those that are in recovery from trauma, be it you know, PTSD, you know, sudden mm -hmm. loss, sudden change, whatever it looks like. And I hate right. it when I hear people, and you mentioned it, uh, people saying, well, I don't really have trauma because they're thinking it's got to be, you know, uh, a 10 out of 10 for it to be trauma. But it's like, no, right. it could, whatever rocked your world, that's traumatic for your world. It could Absolutely. be you know, if they see it as a minor, as a job loss or a job transfer, that's still, that could be traumatic, you know? Absolutely. I, yeah. That's trauma. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like any kind of, I like the way they described it in that book is any mm -hmm. kind of wounding, mm -hmm. anything that has wounded you, um, mm -hmm. that's trauma. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, on our skin, you know, uh, a scrape is a wound. It mm -hmm. can get infected. Mm -hmm. just as bad as a deep cut that needs to go get stitches. Absolutely. So it's, it's all wounding. So, mm -hmm. oh yeah. And yeah. I think that's a really good metaphor as a literature teacher. Um, <laughs> think about it, that, that scrape on the skin. Yeah. It's, it's a wound just like a big stab wound would be, but if you right. don't properly care for that scrape, it's mm -hmm. going to end up festering and turning into something that if you had properly bandaged it and taken care right. of it, mm -hmm. you know, a wound is still a wound. So they can be just as life altering. Just ask people in the pioneer days, you know, you failed the organ trail oh, because yeah. you got dysentery, you know? <laughs> You're right. Yes. Yes. It's all, it, it's all, it's all mm -hmm. different for everybody, you know? Oh, so yeah, for sure. Now yeah, I definitely think they need to be uh, and anybody can has everybody's got trauma in their mm -hmm. life everybody of mm -hmm. some form and it helps you i think jujitsu and other combat sports but particularly with jujitsu because you can kind of control it's more it is more gentle um in that regard but um mm -hmm. you know you can physically in a way work out whatever that that stress is and be present in it uh without fear of you know being killed so to speak yeah <laughs> it's safe yes it's a safe space it is it is if it's if it's run correctly it's a safe space I am sure. very um I tell all of my students when I come in, and especially like you mentioned teenagers mm -hmm. you know uh there's they go through so much stress at school uh mm -hmm. they go through bullying they go through I mean grades and I mean just all kinds of mess and I tell every single person when they come in here and I have law enforcement that trains at my gym as well mm -hmm. you know they see the worst of the worst on their yeah. job you know they see mm -hmm. the worst of people on their worst days uh mm -hmm. and so or the belly of the beast if you will that's that's mm -hmm. what they're seeing all the time and so I tell all of them like look when you walk into this gym and walk into this building into this space this is a positive space, drama-free, stress-free, 
just laugh your head off, have fun, train, work hard, get, get what you need to get out of this training. Um, this, this is a safe perspective, a safe, um, protected space mm-hmm. where you come and you get away from all of that other stuff that's out there. Mm. And I mean, that's and carving out that space mm-hmm. and protecting it. It's just, that's the mark of a fantastic school and a fantastic environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it would, um, as Ben and I both have said it, it, <clears throat> it would pass the smell test. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> yes. So, and that's, I think that, you know, you're very blessed and very fortunate that you have been around a great, you know, teacher to model uh, your style, um, your school, and um, especially, you know, uh, Doug Sellers, you know, with the bodybuilding community, I know him, you know, and a great um, kind of facility partner as well. It's really and truly, you're you're very fortunate to be surrounded by such supportive and great people. Oh, for sure. And I have, um, I've also, because uh, I've known Greg Lappin. I actually met him and mm-hmm. his wife, Casey, through the Weedify. And so uh, Eric teaches over there in Mandeville. Uh, on Wednesday, he does some comp training and things like that with Stephanie over there. Mm-hmm. And so I've, oh my goodness, even even Casey and Greg, they're, they have the same gym atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um and I love it. And I always encourage my students to go over there too. And they, mm-hmm. they love it. It's like, they're, that's my home away from home, but it's because they're just such amazing people. And when you walk into their gym, you feel that atmosphere. Like mm. you literally, it doesn't matter if it's your first time, like from, they never treated me like I was a stranger. Mm. It's like, you just walk in and you're part of the family. And that's so cool. It just, they've, they've been a tremendous, um, help to me an example to me as well. So mm-hmm. truly been surrounded by a lot of incredible, uh, black belts that just are amazing, amazing people, amazing men to model after. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, give it a few more years, you'll be another black belt instructor for, for other people to model after in the, in the area. I mean, it's, Jiu-jitsu's come a long way in Mississippi from when I first started. I'm sure from when you first started, it is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's grown from the UFC style gym to to these safe spaces for people to, if they want to compete, they can compete. If they want to get the the health benefits, they certainly can too, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is great to see because I know when I first wanted to try it, I was turned off because like, ah, there's no other women. Not that I'm intimidated by that, but it's like, literally it is not passing the smell test. It's horrible. Like nobody's cleaning anything. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Yes. But yeah. So is there anything you would like to maybe announce coming up? Uh, you stuff to remind the people of maybe where to buy your soaps, uh, where to check you out on Facebook. Uh, sure. I would love it. Uh, follow me. I know we have people all over, uh, Mississippi and Mm -hmm. I know you have people probably all over the country that listen to this. So they have friends or Mm -hmm. that are coming through Biloxi area or coming here, you can go follow us on Gulf Coast Jiu-Jitsu. We do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Uh, so that would be 
fantastic. And we always post updates. We have a seminar coming up with Tyler Scalise uh, from over in Sulphur, um, the owner, Black Belt, over at Olympic um, BJJ. And he's amazing. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I'm, again, through We Defy Foundation. So it's just crazy how much richness and connection jujitsu has brought into mm-hmm. my life. So he'll be doing a seminar. So um, definitely anybody's down here would love to have you swing by for that. And uh, let's see. And when is that seminar? Let us, let us know. Uh, Let me look. Uh, We had to change the the date because uh, there was a competition that day. And I was like, oh no, we aren't, we, we, you know, you know how it is. You can't do Uh seminars when there's competitions. No, no, no. (laughs) That's pretty important that we don't do that. Uh, So it will be November 19th. Okay. Great. At 10 o'clock. It's on a Saturday, November 19th. Okay. So he's, he's a funny guy. Uh, If go check him out. Uh, He's, I I like his little competition pictures because he always does hilarious little captions in Mm -hmm. those um so i told him jokes are required when he comes (laughs) so there's there's that uh yeah it's it's going to be a fun time so definitely come on over and support him um and his teaching yeah and have fun on the in the sun in biloxi too so well i mean it'll be cold but great places yeah but so many great places to eat and you know come Come make a whole weekend trip of it and just, yeah. you know, visit the coast, get some good food and some good jujitsu. Hey, that's a great, great sell, sell line for there. Yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> but yes. And then, uh, soaps, where can we, uh, name of the company where we can look you up? Um, so it's called Luxury Shack, but I'm kind of, um, doing some scaling back, okay. uh, for balancing. So, uh, go to Guy Dama, mm-hmm. um, Buy from Guy Dama. There's also the um, I have uh, Jessica Williams mm-hmm. uh, in Bogalusa. Um, she owns a, a, a shop in. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, it's a hair shop. It's something time. It's T H Y M. I'm like, oh, I'm having brain fog right That's now. That's all right. Okay. Um, I should have written it all this down. I wasn't even thinking about it. But anyway, so uh, she sells, she carries my soap. So go there for Christmas. And I also carry soaps at my gym as well. Okay. And so I'm sort of going to be scaling back from the online thing, but I will still be doing the wholesale orders. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, you know, come by in person or, um, so there'll still be soap available. Uh, just it's going to look a little different than what it has okay. been. So. Okay. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. I love the conversation, just the thank insights. You. So yes, you are welcome back anytime. Yes. And uh, I just wish nothing but the best for y'all coming up on your um, one year birthday. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love talking to you. And I know we haven't trained together in forever. And I think the last time you like just totally destroyed me with leg stuff, but I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'm Mark, 
Mark's been doing uh, some leg stuff in, in Nogi at night. So I'm, I'm be prepared for you. are not going to get me that way next time. Okay, so, but okay. yes, I'm looking forward to get to train with you because yes, you. you've been doing amazing stuff. And I'm just super excited about all your, your adventures and journeys, especially mm-hmm. I've been watching you doing your weight training and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh girl. Get girl. <laughs> Getting ready for Nogi pants this weekend coming up. So are you, you're doing Nogi pants? I am. Yes, ma'am. Yes! So how many are in your bracket? Uh, five, including me. So it'll be my purple belt debut. So why oh, not go big? <laughs> I'm so excited for you. You're going to do amazing. I'm I so excited so. for you. This, oh, you're going to have a blast no matter oh, what. Oh, yeah. No matter what. I got family yes. over there having a fun time. So yes. Yes. So go compete and then yeah. eat your heart out and eat some yes. Asahi bowls. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. the best part about going Gosh. to those. Yes, <laughs> indeed. And then the, uh, the Brazilian the, bread. The, Yes, and they make the good ones too. Yes, the good ones, right? Oh, yes. Gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm just paying my hundred and some dollars to go compete for my Asahi bowl. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. You don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck to you. I know you're gonna do you're gonna do great. You're you're ready for it. You're gonna do I awesome. hope so. One so, way or the other. So, all right. I'll be stalking all you. Right. This is how you do. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And again, come back anytime. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Strike! Tell me something I don't know, Ump. Well, unlike that nasty curveball, there aren't any surprises when you finance your next car with Carvana. You get real terms personalized for you right in your strike zone. Really? Steerai! How am I supposed to focus when you're telling me about Carvana? Well, Slugger, you gotta keep your eye on the ball. Just like you can keep an eye on your customized down and monthly car payments. I can customize those? He's out and on his way to finance his next car with Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. 